before, since I know all the lyrics to it. Super rad. What song? Super rad. I don't know if I know that song. It's the uh, it's the it's like the greatest song from the Aquabats. Oh, lame. Oh look, it's Adam. Hey, oh, hey it's Adam. It's Whoa. Adam. Hey, how put you him, doing? Put him up there in his corner. Doing all right. What's up, bro? Oh, we're live. We're live. We're it's live. It's the pre-show, everyone, where we talk it's about what we're going to do on the show. The pre-show. I'm still expecting uh, Taylor. 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 Uh, I watched a movie. We'll do segment one later. I watched, watched a movie and a trailer. We're definitely talking about a trailer that came out this week. That was very good. Uh, more, more comicsology drama. That'll be quick. And then it's a bunch of quick hits. Just... Wham, bam, wham, wham, wham. Because there were so many fucking comics. There were a lot this week. There were a there were lot a- of comics to talk about this week. My so, my top three might be a surprise. We got food news all about waffles. I know one of my top three is going to be a surprise. It was all it was going to be all Marvel before I picked up. I mean, I'll I'll just tease it. A fucking crazy awesome AWA book. Is it hit me? It's hit me. Hit me. Hit me, turn because I was going on what you said about it being like a girl at a, at a casino. I, a, she it, was technically at a casino, a but no, it has nothing to do with gambling. It just at all. She's in a casino. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was pleasantly surprising. I it, had a really good that's time. That's actually in my top three. Nice. It is. It's my too. Uh, teaser. Teaser. Uh, anything else we want to add? Uh, rest in peace, William Hurt. I don't know if you guys heard that before the show. He was played general. He, I mean, dude won an Oscar, and everyone was like, "Oh man, who's gonna play Red Hulk now?" And I'm like, "Really? That's, William Hurt? That's what you? Red yeah. Hulk is who you go straight to. That's where you go. That's where you go. Mm. You know, I have a Red Hulk number one. Well, uh, today. Yeah, he died earlier today. Yes. Yes, well, Dave. Wasn't he already in kind of bad health? You know what? I don't really keep up with that shit. Yeah, I don't keep up. I don't with know that, even yeah. how you do that. I don't know how you keep up with the health of, I mean, it's literally HIPAA. You're not allowed. <laughs> Anything not else you want to add? He's not a he's not a private citizen. He's a public personality. That's right. He owes me his medical records. He doesn't owe me his medical records. I want to see him. It said that he announced <laughs> in May of 2018 that he had terminal prostate cancer, which had already metastasized to the bone. Oh, I see. So there you go. There you go. So rest. That's on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. I I don't browse. Listen today. It's like you're not researching these guys. Come on, man. You got to be up on it, Gomer. Come on, Gomer. It makes me feel bad when anyone passes away, but you know he was an old guy. He had an awesome career, and but again, fuck it. He did a lot more than just playing General Ross. Okay. Uh, He played. He played uh, a hell of a lot more. Your your Red Hulk is still going to be worth some money, okay? Quit tripping. Yeah. Hi, Taylor. We're in the pre-show. Hey, hey. hey I see uh, we're talking about uh, the passing of William Hurt. Yes, yeah. Just a great actor, man. Was in just so many things. And just I was just talking shit because everyone's like, oh, who's going to be Red Hulk now? And I'm like, come on, really? I really? really don't want That's Red where Hulk you go. That's you. where you go immediately. 
I don't. It's I generally don't want the Red Hulk in the MCU because they don't. I do just because I have a Red Hulk number one. I have a first appearance of Red Hulk. I would want like the it price to, to go up. I would like it to go up another forty fifty dollars. That would be man. Great. I was seeing some people talking earlier, like if they make Amazing Spider Man three and it has Craven the Hunter, maybe they'll introduce Calypso. And I'm like, well, you are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. If they even make an Amazing Spider Man three, there is no way they are making a spinoff for a character that I. As a pretty big comic book nerd, I don't even fucking know who that is. What the fuck yeah, are you talking about I, making a movie about this character? I'm all about spec, right? But it's got to make sense. You know, you might have a first pace pot Pete, but that don't mean I want to see him go up against Spider-Man. Okay. I, I do. What are you talking about? I, I, know, I, 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 I want to see him. Adaptation, you know? I want to see him. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's Deadpool like, fuck movie. you. I want that. I want no, that. No, no, I absolutely do not. I mean... <laughs> I, I love the movies, like I hope they keep doing it, but we don't need every character to have a goddamn movie. We don't no, need to adapt no. everyone, you know? But I mean if they want to, I'm also okay with it. You know Man, I mean? if you're gonna like put them in like Suicide Squad and the whole thing is that yes, this is a ridiculous joke character and that's the whole point, that's and one thing. Murdered, but and they're murdered. Yeah. And then you have Polka Dot Man. You want to throw like Mongal into like just get year. to get killed on screen? Sure, fine. That's one yeah. thing. But we don't need fucking Calypso, whoever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Let's do the show. Oh, we have a comment for the pre show. Frankie, thanks for coming by, dude. I'm still waiting for Channing Tatum's game. But ha, yeah, he is. You will too, wait dude. until you die. That he is, is never too, going man. to happen. He is too. And I heard a quote from him That'll saying be that it's hard. Cold day in hell. Yeah, it's hard for him to watch superhero movies because he did not get that that role. And people were like talking shit on him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like It's not his sentiment. fault. I mean, Fox's yeah. studio was famously a clusterfuck, you know? Yeah. But Wasn't I mean, how hard is to do a Gambit movie? Like, it's Wolverine easy. Movie? Yeah, an Origins movie, dude. But we him gotta get up, big screen. We him did. coming up through the Thieves Guild, you know, as a teenager, and then his shit going off a little bit late. You know, his mutant whatever they could do it just like his whatever thanks for hanging out frank we appreciate it uh let's Fox do this never did, did it just like the comic books though. no they I mean, always fucked it up they always fucked old it man up. logan is is amazing but it was nothing like old i mean man. they were no, like nothing. what like four for 20 in terms of like actually making good movies for the x-men movies for all of their superhero movies, four you know? for 20 <laughs> I mean, are you however many they made, I can count the ones that were actually like, oh man, that was actually a good movie. On I can count hand. those on one hand, yeah. you know? And I would even count the first X Men movie. It was still okay, even though they screwed up Sabretooth. Everything else was pretty damn good I mean, in that movie. To, yeah, okay. I guess to be fair, a, a, lot, dated. a lot of those oh, movies are like mediocre. Now, yeah, yeah the, those first couple of X Men movies, they were pretty good for the time, but they don't really like stand X2. out much X2. nowadays. X Men like was X2. pretty good, but I feel like it's. You know, it's just okay. Yeah. We're well, coming back in in Multiverse of Madness. Let's do this fucking show. Let's do the damn stupid shit. I'm only Patrick mm -hmm. Stewart coming back. You don't think anybody no, will anybody watch, that, watch garbage. that garbage? Some people Some will watch people anything, watch Scarlet. Anything, Scarlet. Your audio sounds crazy, big. What's that speak? Your audio is coming through. Here, mute yourself. You see, it stops. Hear that shit? Shit's way too loud. Greetings, geeks! Welcome back. 
It's another episode of This Geek in Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! Homer, Adam, Norman Taylor, a.k.a. David. How is it going, gentlemen? I'm doing all right. It's going all right. Awesome. You guys have a good week. Fun yeah. Week. How about it being like 75 degrees and then three inches of snow the next day? How about that? That's pretty wild. Like that was hours. crazy, yeah. It was like 10 hours. Wait, waiting for the, those tornadoes to start. Oh, well, they usually start in January. We usually we're done yeah. with them by now, you know. And, and we're never done now. Yeah, we had, wasn't there tornadoes in December? There's tornadoes all the time. Tornadoes are bad. They're all the time. Uh, I watched some shit. Uh, the Adam Project that was dope. Anybody else watch the Adam Project? I, I haven't. No. How is that? It's very good. It's a family yes. movie. What, Dave? David, are you like on the other end of the room? I can barely hear yeah, you. Are you yelling into the microphone? No, I'm not yelling into the microphone. I think there, I think there's some sort of feedback on your end. It, it sounds uh, a little bit muffled. I know you were having problems with some of your equipment. Uh, finishing up Batman Year One, Melissa. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. I love Batman. I don't. I'm lying. I'm full of shit. Anyway, you are full Adam of shit. Project. But Batman Year One is one of the best comics of all time. Oh, I don't know is. if he's reading it or watching. Did, did they ever make a animated adaptation? Yeah, animated. Yeah. 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 Pretty sure it's all right. It's pretty good. Uh, the Adam Project was awesome. It's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there's a lot of Jennifer Garner's in it. Jennifer Garner only does family movies anymore. So Zoe Zaldana, Mark Ruffalo, this kid who is really fucking awesome. He's going places. But basically, uh, Ryan Reynolds is from the future. Some shit happens. He goes back in the past and he visits his younger self and they go on an adventure to save the world. Uh, I mean, that's it. That's the gist of the movie. Uh, but yeah, it was dope. Fun time travel tropes. Cool. You know. Cool actions, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, the guy that directed this is on tap for Deadpool three. Exactly, he is on tap for Deadpool yep. three. Well, he uh, did Fall Guy, so yeah, Free Guy or Free Guy. That's yeah. a Fall Guy. Yeah, fall Guy is something completely different. Yeah, that's that's from the eighties. Yeah, he makes Eastwood look so fine. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, I've decided just plays the same character, and there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of actors. Oh do well, it. a lot of actors do but that, but they're definitely different uh, levels of Deadpool. Uh, like Deadpool two is a 10 you know deadpool one is like a nine 9.5 the proposal is kind of like a three <laughs> van wilder's at a six remember blade three blade three is like a fucking 11 you know? I, I think van wilder is actually the the benchmark you know you should oh, go really? up on levels and really? of van wilder so he was like <laughs> that was where he established like it. he was peak deadpool in van wilder and that's van actually wilder, kind of a fun take i think <laughs> i don't know I always had a Van Wilder school. It's a great movie, but I always was like, man, this is just like Ferris Bueller trying. Well, to that's be exactly cool. what it was. <laughs> Ferris I mean, it Bueller didn't have to Wilder try. You know, like Van Wilder like house tries too hard on a on a trauma level. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and what else? There was anybody else do anything before we talk about the big trailer that dropped? Uh, you know, I, I watched the new Pixar movie, Turning Red. That was I didn't good. get into it. I got 15 minutes into it, and I was like, I actually really enjoyed me. it. I thought it yeah, was really good. you movie towards the end. It does towards the end. Uh, it but really, I really, I really enjoyed the. Uh, it does by the end, yeah, sort yeah. of. But uh, I really enjoyed the 2002 of all of it. Um, that was really fun. All the boy band stuff. Yeah, was, I couldn't get into I it. Know, I was, tried, was, man. Uh, I really, well, really it's not think, for you, the movie. But that's not. fine, you know? Exactly, no. exactly. So now she'd be like in her early 30s with a kid if they make a sequel in modern you days. You think they're going to do that? You sound like you're in like the bottom of a well. You do. You sound like you're in the bottom of a well, Dave. 
You might want to come yeah. out, maybe go out. Yeah, you might want to. You might want to turn it off and turn it on again, there, man. Yeah, check your audio. One hundred percent disagree on Van Wilder uh, was a Deadpool first appearance. <laughs> That's in canon. That's in canon. <laughs> oh, so now Van Wilder movie. is the first movie in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Van Wilder is an MCU origin story for Deadpool. I don't know. Wow. I'm still waiting for them to pull in those old uh, made-for-TV Captain America movies. Oh, my gosh. No, please. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno going to show no, up. Dolph Lugren, uh Punisher. I actually dig that. I, I think that's okay. Punisher movie. It's dumb like... and stupid. But, yeah, check out The Adam Project. It's a good cheap watch. If anybody else didn't do anything, we did watch a trailer. Uh, the Kenobi trailer. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, looks pretty cool. Lots of inquisitors, uh, lots of tattooing. You know, so. fat-faced inquisitors. inquisitors. Yeah, yeah. He's like, man, I, I Empire feed me good. Man, they weren't going to be able to be as angular as they were in the CG renderings, you know. Yeah. But no, they they can't be. But yeah, no, this looks really cool. I mean, we've known this has been coming for a long time, so yeah. it's not anything surprising or anything. But uh, you know, it's really fun seeing him back. Yeah. Uncle, whatever his name is, Blue Milk motherfucker. Yeah, they're really uh, making all the pulls from the prequel trilogy here. Like, yeah. anyone that's, like, available, it seems like they're getting. And Hayden Christensen is yeah. definitely now's, available. Yeah, and now's, <laughs> now's a great time for it because there's been a, a real big reevaluation of the prequels. Uh, people seem to like them now, so. And it's not so much. I don't, I don't know. I think people, I think, have a. I've developed a fondness for them. Is exactly. Maybe Any it. visit to the Star Wars universe for me is a good time. I don't care like, what it is. Objectively, those are bad movies, but yes, yes. You know, There's I think that good... it's the natural way of things, right? That the the good times linger more than the bad ones. Plus, so, yeah. we're getting live action things. Inquisitors. Oh yeah, you were late on that, but yes, your audio sounds mwah, so much better. Okay, but... you remember me telling you that my interface had some yeah. issue? Okay, David, we really it. don't need the breakdown. Here. Yeah, you you fixed it. Yeah, there's your Inquisitor. He eating good. That's the joke we made. He eating good. Uh, five dollars a season for Amando. You know that's not a terrible bet. <laughs> yeah, not. it's really That'd not. Be, have to be like a prequel. Man, I can't wait Mando. for like for like Kid Mando to show up in like the middle of this movie. <laughs> Well, not movie show. Right. They did establish that he is he was uh, found in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, how old is uh Din Djarin in Mando? He's like in his 30s or 40s or something, right? Oh, uh let's know. see. The point Nobody is cares. he would totally be alive to and like the <laughs> they absolutely shouldn't, but I honestly would not be surprised if they do a fucking Mando Maybe cameo for this. They'll flip the script and actually keep the trend going, and Boba Fett will show up and we'll get two episodes just with Boba Fett. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that could be a poll they'd make, you know. They could have like Boba at the height of his bounty hunting career, like going after Obi-Wan or something. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if any of that shit happens. Uh, th that's the great thing about Star Wars right now. It can take us into new ground. It can do new things. But it can also lean into all of this nostalgia and all this history. And that's part of the fun, man. That's well, that is a good point to bring remember, up. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan actually canonically is the reason why Black uh, Cranston, who was introduced in that last series, has yeah. that big ass scar on his face. That's right. So maybe he'll show up in this. Dude, be, that would be a good poll. They could show that. Yeah. That but would like, be a good poll. That is an interesting point to make about this, though. This is the first TV show they're making where there is a sort of bounded continuity to this, right? Yeah. We know where this is starting and we know where here. ultimately it's going to end. Yeah. We know the droids are going to end up here and we know where they came from. There's not really a lot you can do. I mean, 
All right. Well, the beginning we, we, point and the end point are fixed. Now, there's a lot of story exactly. they can still tell here, but because that is a confine know. they haven't had to deal with yet on these Yeah, it's shows. like 18 years of what did Obi-Wan do on Tatooine. But you got to look where Obi-Wan was at the end of that first trilogy, man. I mean, he is not the happy-go-lucky old man. And I think it'd be a good idea because Darth Vader's in this fucking movie that they're going to meet one more time. And maybe, I don't know. We didn't think there was much more to learn about Darth Vader as a character, and we have in the Marvel comics. You know? Unfortunately, that is a that is a fair you point. See the conflict throughout his whole life. That first, know? I don't know though if learning more about Darth Vader has been necessarily a good thing for the character. Oh, well, hearing Gillen's right run here. from back in the day absolutely was a you great know, character right, study right, of Darth Vader. Right here, right here. yeah. Yeah, so right they can definitely tell a good story here. It's just a challenge they haven't had to deal with before where we know how this ends already. Well, I mean, Rogue One is the movie version of that. Fair enough. That is absolutely and they rock enough. that. That's probably my favorite fucking Star Wars movie, dude. Oh, yeah, it was the consensus number one pick, I think, when I we were doing so. the, the top Star Wars movies. Yeah. So we're stoked for that. We will definitely talk about it uh, when it comes out, but... Uh, I mean, what do we got? Don't we have a new show coming soon? Uh, Moon Knight. Oh, shit. This month. It's into the month, yeah. Disney really knows how to keep you on that chain, man. Well, yeah, they know that they can, like, like, alternate between a Marvel show and a Star Wars show, and, you know, they they know how to do that drip feed, yeah. Yeah, that's most of their audience, so. Awesome. Man, it's a lot of comic book quick hits, a lot of reviews, uh, but first, Comixology. Let's get to it. Unless, did you guys have something else? I don't think you guys had anything else. You guys are boring as fuck, just like me. I just streamed something and tried to make it sound cool. <laughs> you know, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. All right, let's do it. I'm going to do Dave's part. Uh, all right, t- Comixology. We've been talking a lot about Comixology, and there's more drama. Okay, this is, you know, on the heels of them... Basically taking the Comixology product, all the comics, getting rid of the Comixology platform, and basically just turning it into another thing you buy on Amazon. Man, this is just all deja vu for me. And they own the ebook realm, you know, but comics aren't the same as ebooks. They read different, all right? Uh, So now, David Steinberger, uh, co-founder, CEO of Comixology, is leaving for a new position within Amazon, all right? And he had, this, he had this statement, and it isn't really worth repeating, right? Now, let's not take anything away from this guy. I heard he was a good guy. I don't know him, but I've heard. He led Comixology to, like, really grand heights, right? He entered a comic space as a disruptor. There is no way you can deny that. He went in and disrupted an existing industry, an industry that's been there, quite frankly, in the way it was for at least 30 years. It, yeah, I mean, some disruption. Let's yeah, whether you yeah. use the platform or not, it's unequivocally a success story, you know, yeah. Comixology. He, he brought in uh, Comixology Unlimited, which is basically like the Netflix of of watching of comics, you know, right? Uh, you get well, free first, shit first, that became like the iTunes of comics, just letting you buy individual issues and whatnot. But then, yeah, eventually they brought in that unlimited and became Netflix yeah. and originals, Whew. right? Comicsology originals, where they did their own line of comics. That's a huge deal. Okay, that's a huge deal. They invaded the space so much that they were actually able to carry their own publishing line. It's just a fucking retailer, you know. Uh, and then he also saw it through the uh, uh, Amazon acquisition, but it is impossible 
to not see this story in the larger scope of all of that other recent shit where Amazon basically destroyed a successful, in my opinion, a successful platform, at least one that was working. It was a redundant um, platform, though. They in didn't their need opinion. It. In their opinion. In their opinion. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I get it because they're not comic people. But I mean, that's like corporate takeover 101, right? You yeah. don't actually want it as is. You want like <laughs> one feature of this platform, then you just cast off the rest, you know? Yep. And they wanted just the product. Pretty much. But in yeah. my opinion, the reason the product was good was because of the uh, the the hard the software that went into it, the platform, you know, and that's no longer there. So while this guy did a lot for comics, you know, it seems like in the end he sort of shat himself. He shat the bed with comics. He ruined it. He ruined it. He built something and then he let a big company ruin it for him. Well, that's that's part of the course, ain't it? I'm just saying. It's shite. Uh, Amazon completely botched a great website. It's true, man. It's true. Uh, everything was going great, and and they just wanted to roll. And I just I just don't think it was as profitable for them as they thought it was going to be. I think everybody thought because of the way the MCU was going, because of the way you know they knew DC was going to follow suit at Warner Brothers, and uh, I mean even by that time there were a lot of properties uh, from comics that were getting adapted. You know what I mean? Amazon was getting into the studio, you know, into that into that path where they were starting to make their own shit. They got a fucking Lord of the Rings show coming out. I mean, that's one of the biggest franchises of all time. So I really think they thought they were going to do a lot more with comics. Comics were going to be a lot bigger. And it failed. It yeah. failed. Comics on Amazon failed and now everybody suffers for it. I mean, like I said before, Except this the stores, all, retailers this are going to rock it. This is all deja vu for me. Uh, the, as much as Gomer hates to say it, comics and wrestling are exactly the same. This all happened two years ago when the WWE Network folded and got mixed together with uh, Peacock. And now it is overall a worse experience. Um, they've taken out so much of the good stuff. I mean, WWE so much of the good stuff you can't even find half the shit now. WWE um, didn't play some of the things they censored themselves. You know, yeah. like I mean, different wrestlers and and certain things that were considered racist, but they kept a lot of shit that a lot of people still considered racist and right. definitely. But, but then, but then, even the functionality of the apps, yes. you know, the way. Yes. The way those work, you know, like how Comixology, it's specifically designed for reading comic books. So you could, you're able to go panel to panel. You can zoom in and out and do all that stuff. Yeah. And with the WWE app, you were able to search by year, not not necessarily by season, which is how it is in Peacock. Yeah, which and is wrestlers. It's impossible to search for wrestlers. Possible to search just for wrestlers. Their name is the title of the thing on the WWE platform. You could search for a wrestler, and it would show you individual matches. Yep. You know, you'd go to Ricky Dragon Steamboat. It would take you to four or five of his matches, but not just those matches. The entire show. And, and this in. this is just going to be a trend that we're going to see going on. All all of these niche platforms oh, yeah. that have launched. Um, I mean, we even saw this with the DC Universe getting uh, yes. sucked into HBO. You're uh, right. All of these niche platforms, they're going to be sucked up by these big conglomerate ones. Yeah. Just one by one. Nope, you're right. And oh, that's yeah. not and, necessarily and a good Scott thing Hall. if they keep the functionality. But yeah, uh, hands up for, for Scott Hall, the Razor Ramon. He had three heart attacks. He's currently on life support. Um, 
Yeah, awesome wrestler. A huge presence, you know. I wasn't really a fan of his, but you could never deny when he was around, you know, you remembered who he was, you know, and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that sucks. It sucks when anybody's sick, so. Uh, all right, moving on, moving on. Comics allergies probably dead. Um, all right, Sinister well, Six. Like you Amazon Comics seen. lives, though. Yeah, right. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 900. It is confirmed. It is happening. Here's a ugly John. Well, of Romita course, it's happening. Oh gosh. Oh god, it's disgusting. I hate it. Ugh, I hate it. Anyway, um, just like um, anytime they do this, they're going to make a big deal out of it. You know, just like any other anniversary issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is technically Spider-Man number six because they're going to be starting a new volume soon. Uh, but it's going to be 900 issues of Amazing Spider-Man, and it's going to be giant size. Uh, it goes on sale June 22nd. The big thing, big takeaway here is they're doing this uh, Adaptoid Sinister. It's called the Sinister Adaptoid. Oh, okay. I was wondering uh, okay. if like the Sinister Six did like the fusion dance or something. I wasn't sure what that, was going that'd on. That'd be cool. I would be cool with that. I'd be cool with that. Oh. Ha. It's over 9,000! Over 900. Mixing up your arcs there, David. Mixing uh, up your arcs. So Doc Ock, <laughs> oh, yeah. obviously, Doc Ock, Vulture, Craven, Electro, Mysterio, and Sandman are all going to be combined into one big bad guy. Um, that's a decent enough hook, you know. It's like, a new hook. Yes, that should at least. I mean, hey, let's take elements of all our bad guys and make them into one bad he's, guy. He's basically just fighting a super scroll. That's you know, Sinister Six instead yeah. of Fantastic Four. I mean, but. I've heard of worse angles for an anniversary issue. That could be fun. As always, I kind of wish somebody else was drawing it, but, you know. know, um, It it doesn't sound inherently terrible. And hey, Zeb Wells is a good writer, so I'm sure it'll be Wells. He'll make it fun, I'm sure. He's a fantastic writer. Um, I I just can't wait for them to get away from all this Beyond shit. Hey, almost Beyond's man. almost over. We're yeah, almost uh, there. We're, we're, there's only like two issues left. Yeah, Beyond is all. I mean, even if I wanted to keep track of Beyond, I couldn't with it coming out weekly like this. I missed a few issues here and there. It's just, you know, naturally, it's a part of the churn, you know? Uh, and I, it's, I would be okay if it was coming out, you know, the way it did every few weeks. I'm not. But the reason I'm not is because I'm just not interested in the story at it's just all. It's not good just at all it's not good but it's also not bad it's just so mediocre plain in the middle yeah i mean we're far enough away from like the nick spencer era that like mediocre is not good enough at this point you know for it to be something i'm gonna weep something i'm gonna read on a weekly basis yeah um there's that right geek you're saying that's probably uh uh henry uh, I'm glad to know not only uh, Will and me hate uh, modern JRJR. Yeah, uh, it might be Thomas actually talking about Will. Hey man, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I hate nothing against him. He used to be good. I don't know what happened to the man's art. He's okay at drawing action scenes, but him like drawing people just like sitting around and talking. Yeah. Oh gosh. Last time he was good was Kick Ass, man. Yeah, that was some good stuff. That there. was good. I like Dimension Z. That was cool. Oh yeah, that was all the Zola shit. Yeah, that was the all right. Zola shit was all man, right. I that, just was, wish... that was the last time I could think that I I liked yeah, anything of his. Good. I just wish he would draw people like they aren't like in the nineties. You know, like they all have like a really that's outdated fashion sensibility. It feels you know? like that's his appeal. I guess. You know? The retro fans love them. Anyway, uh, New Justice League is confirmed. And yes, you did hear it here first, even though it was very low-hanging fruit. 
you know, looking back. <laughs> Super low-hanging fruit, but I totally called this shit. You did. Uh, I Mahmoud just needed Al- Nightwing instead of Jace, but, you know, whatever. Exactly. I was. I like Jace Fox, though. He's dope. He don't take no shit. He's, he's cool. Uh, Mahmoud Asar posted to Twitter uh, this variant cover for Dark Crisis number one, launching from uh, DC Comics in June. Um, he's gonna. He said it was tremendous fun drawing the new Justice League. So yeah, basically he can he confirmed this shit, man. We know the current Justice League dies in the upcoming Dark Crisis event, and now we know who replaces them. It is a little bit different than our guests. You know, we did say Nightwing was going to be there. We also said Wally would be there, and there is no speedster on they this do team, need a speedster uh which is kind of weird i but, will say i'd be surprised if it was just a five-man roster though there might be some more people you know added. although i doubt that they would do nightwing and uh batman here oh yeah you're absolutely right they're not going to do that uh here is There's the, a speedster uh, yeah well this is not the book this is the oh. old future state book by joshua williamson um ram v wrote a story in here but this was the uh, justice league the future state justice league and that's them uh, except it's not Jackson. You know, yeah, it's, it's not Mary. that Aquaman. And I don't know who this damn speedster is. It was a new speedster that is they it Quick, created. Johnny Quick or something? No, no, it was a brand new one that it's they a girl. created for Future State. I thought she was. I thought the, yeah, I thought that was the, the whole thi- speedster. Hold on, David. Okay, so the whole thing that they uh, made a big deal of when this was being uh, published was that it was the introduction of, I think, their first non-binary character. Yes. So, yeah, that's who that Flash was. That's the um, only thing I remember about them. And they are MIA, and so it they, is... They uh, haven't appeared in anything that Aqua Lady. That's yeah. Mira. That's Mira. I don't think it's Mira. Didn't she have, Wasn't like, Wolverine Mira? trident claws or something? Oh, see, oh my... Uh, no, I don't dude, remember. I got one issue into this. Oh, no, no, no that's Andy. That Never shit. mind, that's Andy. Oh, that's that Andy, the quiet one, the mute. No, that's no. Their, their daughter. That's Dolphin. That's Dolphin. Yeah. Oh, that's their, their daughter? It's been that yes. fucking long? I don't know if there's like time travel bullshit. That I don't think they ever explained it. Sense. I'm so it doesn't matter. You. This team obviously is kind of getting refitted for whatever this team is, you yes. know? And I think it's a much better move. I love Joe. I love Jackson, even though their books have not been as good as um, like Yara Floor's book, Wonder Girl, or uh, Son of Kal-El. And even I Am Batman. Hey, I Am Batman been is okay. fun as hell, it, dude. Even, even, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're I mean, not the current Green Lantern books, run. Not, they haven't been bad books either. Yeah, yeah. the current run on Green Lantern is kind of mediocre, but that Far Sector book that Joe was in, that was really good. Yeah, I, I was talking about the new one that she's in. Yeah, I do acknowledge that that is a pretty okay. mediocre book. But no, I'm with you, though. I should definitely go and, and read Far Sector again. So there you go. There's your new Justice League, guys. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm going to read the hell out of it. I'm stoked. Man, I'm just looking forward to a changing of the writing staff. Sure, sure. That's a dig on Bendis. It is. But, uh, yeah. More quick hits coming your way. The variance was announced. Uh, it's Gail Simone and Phil Noto writing a Jessica Jones multiverse story. Mm. Uh, that's really all you need. To, mm. All you need right there. It comes out in June. Five issues. I'm I'm stoked. I love Gail Simone. I love me some Phil Noto. I, I mean, love that, Phil yeah, Noto. that is a great creative team, regardless of what the book's yeah. actually about. And it looks kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's basically what it is. It's variants of Jessica Jones all hanging out, working together. She does not work very well with others. No. Um, so we'll see how she does working with, with herself. Uh, Tom, yeah, I'm so behind on DC. It's crazy. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to be behind on DC. It's okay to be behind on DC. I think you can still pick up Dark Crisis and get the gist of it. Um, 
Man, DC is a it's cycle. It's a five-year cycle. So yeah, whatever happened five years ago from now is about the same shit that's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, they go into a crisis. They reboot the universe. They Rip go into a new crisis. Yeah. Uh, it's right, everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, we got a DC book, uh, Flashpoint Beyond Number Zero. We already talked about this a little bit, but we got a little bit more information. It's going to be six bucks, forty-eight pages on April fifth. <sighs> Jeez. Um, and we got a bunch of pages, right? Where look, 5G was averted. There's a clock. That's the doomsday clock, man. All the de- all destroyed. See how it's not really like working right. And then look, mine. Oh, where the fuck are they? Mine and Marionette show oh, up. Oh shit. Oh shit. See, Dave gets it. Oh shit. Uh yeah, they're saying the son of of Dr. Manhattan may show up, who is technically <sighs> Not his son is more of a Jesus thing where he's him so this is son. this is like an unofficial sequel to Doomsday Clock. Yes. Yeah, yes, man. I really, I really did not want to buy this book, but if it is I, a, I, a sequel to Doomsday Clock, I might, I, I might be interested. Well, didn't it say Jeff Johns on. was doing the writing? It is yeah. Jeff Johns doing it. Are you six bucks interested? Exactly, not really. Not really. Am I six bucks interested? Because I didn't. Because before all this was selling itself on was the Flashpoint name, which I didn't like Flashpoint the first time around. No, Flashpoint was perhaps the worst event of the last decade, you know? Dude, oh, I think it's – well, anyway. Well, however long ago it was. That were amazing, yeah. you know? Yes, that is absolutely yeah. the case where the tie-ins were a lot more fun than the actual book. Oh, it was book. so good. Uh, I only pick up DC and Marvel books that look interesting to me. Yeah, most of the time I don't care if I'm behind or scared. And really, you don't you don't have to be because again, it's all cyclical. Everything comes back, and at least at at Marvel, right? If a character is does poorly, they shelve that fucking character, and you just never see him again, or at least not until like. Ghost I mean, there'll be a How background character in other people's books. Like, yeah, like that's a good a example. Johnny Blaze has been showing up in like the Avengers and um, like the occasional like little special issue thing that they do every now and then. But yeah, they're bringing him back in his own series for the first time in forever right now. Yeah, and it was it was it was really good actually. But yeah, yeah, Thomas, I like Doomsday Clock as well. Uh, uh, Gary Frank art was cool. I, I liked the nods to you know Watchmen, and and I thought it was done very well. It got a lot of heat because it was so fucking late. Yeah. It was just always late, dude. I remember rereading it at least three times because I forgot what had happened because the issues were so late. I had to go back and you know not like read, but you know read. But yeah, I liked it too. I, I'm still I'm on the fence with this one, man. I'm definitely on the fence with with this one. So. I'll probably end up fucking getting it still. Anyway, again, that's only a month away, less than a month away. Uh, all right, this one was just for Taylor. Defenders Beyond. Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez reunite for more Defenders. Awesome. Hell yeah. I knew you would love this. Man, uh, that book was worth getting if only for the art, but I did genuinely like the story. I thought it was very clever. Uh, Al Ewing, again, Javier Rodriguez. It's a five-issue uh, June 15th that drops out. And guess who it is? The Beyonder. Beyonder. Of course. Obviously, it says Beyond fucking right there. So, yeah, it's going to be this. Well, the Beyonder didn't show up in Spider-Man. so This David Hasselhoff fuck face. Man, (laughs) it is crazy how, like, this stupid douchebag-looking guy is, like, the most powerful creature in existence. I I mean, I get it. I, I understand because, you know, 
the Beyonder was the first all powerful cosmic guy. powers. Looks like you know what I mean, man. He's like he's the ultimate example of like the Marvel power creep. You know, yes. like you know, like oh, you did your Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, you got Galactus. Oh, you got like the Celestials. Oh, well, here's this motherfucker who's like beyond all them, and just like hey, and let's, now here's let's a little boy that. who's even beyond them. And oh, remember that one time where the Beyonders weren't shit? Remember where they got their asses handed to them in Infinity? War or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, by Doctor Doom. Yeah. Well, I mean Doctor Fucking Doom, but you know. Oh, yo, please, Doctor Doom is you're just shitting on the creep. Doctor Doom might have the worst power creep of any character ever. You're not wrong, but I love Doctor Doom, I so do I'm gonna too. let that go. <laughs> I do too. What he does, it's like, oh, we need him to know magic now. All right. He knows magic now. He's the best at magic. And he's the best at magic. He's pissed off that he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. He's Admittedly, big. Doctor Doom is one of those characters where, like, if we need, like, a deus ex machina to show up, he, him and Doctor Strange, like, fill that role yeah. perhaps more than any other character. Remember well, when they doctors. both did in Hickman's oh. fucking uh, Avengers? They literally both were that. Yeah. They were, they like, odds are evens. You know, who's going to be the deus ex machina? You know? I mean that actually did happen. Oh man. So yeah, that might be fun. You know, I, I don't mind the Beyonder. He's cool. He is way retro, but this book is kind of retro. I trust you know? Al Ewing and I trust Javier Ruggi. Yeah, Javier Rodriguez, you know. So yeah. I'll definitely check it out. For sure, for sure. Uh I really only, I only really good book with the Beyonder was when he gave Daredevil a sight back. Did that actually happen? That sounds terrible. How do you get blinded again? He took that's, it away afterwards. I don't know. Who knows? Dick <laughs> move. I don't know. That is a dick move. Oh, you can see now. Wait, what? That's my only. Remember scene. when Iron Man did that? Did what? Gave Daredevil his sight back and then took it away. It's Tom Taylor, man. Oh yeah, that was in Superior. Superior. What a dick. What a dick. What an asshole. I'm pretty sure Matt was like bitching the whole time though. He was. It's Matt. That's what he does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll talk about him later too, but first, mm, yummy. Uh, Noah, gross ones this week. Uh, we got to go. Oh, one. Well, that's nice. Kellogg's. Uh, I can't bitch though about this. Is giving away a hundred thousand boxes of Eggo waffles on the fourteenth. That is tomorrow. It's a daylight savings time promotion where they'll be giving away a million waffles in the form of one hundred thousand ten count boxes. Just to receive free waffles, uh, go to Ego on Instagram and Facebook and keep an eye out for their waffle drop announcement on Monday. That's tomorrow. Be among the first 100,000 fans to click on a link, and you're going to score a 10-pack of, uh, of waffles, Ego waffles. Huh. That's you cool. Know, you making waffles? Sounds yeah, like David, you get, like, waffles. inspired to make some waffles on us here? What you doing yeah. there? Uh, he gave David his vision, and Matt couldn't deal with it. So, oh. Yeah, it sounds exactly like it does what sound happened. like Matt. All the good things that happened to him, he shits all over him. Yep. Uh, the only problem I have with this is daylight savings time is a fascist capitalist propaganda machine, and I hate it. I don't the think fascism and capitalism can be in the same thing, right? They um, maybe. Anyway, they Once introduced the daylight savings time. Economy. The problem is more uh, Gomer's timing because they introduced daylight savings time in World War One before fascism was a thing. Well, but it does. Where it started. That is World where it started. 
Daylight saving time does suck, and it's pretty useless nowadays because it was originally introduced to um, save some fuel during the war because they were using that for the power grid a lot more, but that's just not how it fucking works anymore. So it's a complete waste of time to do it. And people get into, like, car accidents and have heart attacks and are just generally miserable for no reason at all because we still have daylight savings time. For a week. At least a week. We should absolutely get rid of it. But, hey, these waffles seem nice. Yeah, free waffles (laughs) seem nice. Check them out. Insta Insta and Twitter. Let it go. You chatted them up. You got them fucking cracking up. Uh, all right, I'm gonna start. We're gonna start with Dave this week. Let's do uh, let's do top three. There's no moment of destruction this week. Oh no! Yeah, there were no Transformers books. There were no Joe books. Uh, I think there are some next week. Tune in tomorrow night and find out. Uh, and also, no toys. I mean, it's a real drought right now for Transformers, man. That's all changing later this year. It's all changing. Adam's like, I ain't holding my breath for that shit. I've, I've I mean, heard that. Uh, yeah, I was like, I've heard that shit before. You are. Putting a lot of hope on something that we haven't had any proof of concept for yet. Especially if you're asking me to put faith into Robert Kirkman. like That is true. You're <laughs> definitely counting your chickens before they hatch here. Dude, that's one of the greatest comic book writers of our time. You're not necessarily wrong, but no, also... Not necessarily I mean, so better. is Bendis, but how often do we shit on him, you know? And Naomi was good day. this week. The Naomi opener was good this week. Let's get into that. That's let's like the only that. shit he cares about. I so, know, yeah. it's true. It's true. Let's do, the, let's do the books. Start with Dave this week. I think we got the same number three. Same time. Top three books of the week. Friday. Dave. Uh, Go ahead, Davey. Honorable mention. All right. Uh, X Death Wolverine number four. Good, but just not top three. Good. Uh, Daisy number five. Oh, shit. Man, um, this is really good with the up close body horror. Yeah. Very um, good with the up close body horror. We, uh, the father kind of gives the explanation of why the children have ascended. It's and not great. It's not great. No, not Daisy, great. Daisy is a true child of divinity, and the other kids are all Nephilim. It's crazy weird, dude. And she has to kill them all. It's like X Men meets Angels. Yeah. Weird book. It, but because, uh, I mean, he's like a rotted corpse. <laughs> it's funny as hell, though, because he's like, <laughs> it's like that scene this seven. bitch up all rotten and he's like making jokes about it. It's like, yeah, but close oh, up body horror, too. Oh, man. Uh, but the, you, really yeah. good series. Been been yeah, quite a surprise. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. My last honorable mention is going to be Radiant Red, number one. I hate uh, this book. It's in the Radiant Black universe. But this book, a Sunday if Gomer ain't shit. There's no action in this book at all. All the action we've already seen. It yeah, it, it's to Radiant it's, Black. It's, it's just retreading stuff that's been Stupid. covered in Radiant Black. That's all it's it is. But I liked, I, I liked the art style in this. I did like the art. Agreed. Uh, but um, this book could have gone a little more uh, with the intrigue. Uh, my number three pick for the week is going to be Hit Me number one from that's AWA. My number three as well. Um, we originally thought that this was going to be a book about gambling and gambling addiction, and it is completely not. It is not. Um, do you want me to go and explain it? Uh, no, I'll, 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 you can, right, I want to hear you explain it. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. The, 
our main character is a girl named Lulu, and Lulu is basically an, into BDSM, and she is basically a professional sub. She lets people yeah. do things to her that are very abusive. She's a, she's a sex worker who specializes in BDSM. Yeah. Uh, but she she's on her way to meet a client, and um, a, gun, a gunfight ensues, and she ends up with a bag full of diamonds. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, it that's the book that is the book but it's it is great artwork uh i've I've been digging a lot of the christina faust stuff uh here lately from awa yeah the Um, artist on this is priscilla uh petrades uh she also did that uh what the hell i called it knight rider meets james bond what the hell was that her no oh yeah it meets her but what was the name of the book oh gosh uh i don't remember either but anyway it was brandon easton i think yeah writing for but uh the writer's notes at the end of this book are really good right uh i'm not going to read them you know verbatim but it's respectful uh very thoughtful she admits that this can be a difficult read uh but then she compares sort of compares it to boxers getting beat up for entertainment um she makes clear distinctions between sex work and sex trafficking by making a point about sweatshops forcing people to work while so to sew but not saying that every individual human being on the planet who sows needs to be rescued, uh, which I thought was 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 just kind of profound. You know, if you're not really into into this sort of thing, uh, she's also explaining that for some people, pain pain is pleasurable, and compares the protagonist in this to a chef who can make plate after plate of perfect food all night long, and then still go home and cook a better meal for their family. Um, and all this, again, is in the context of not only a book about where the protagonist is a sex worker, but where the protagonist is a sex worker who enjoys getting beat up. Uh, yeah, dude. And yeah. it was just really – it was surprising. I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. And, man, I'm a sucker for a good sex positive book, man. Uh, I just that, It's that horny as that, hell, too. It's hot. It's that hot book that you were referring to was Chariot. Yes, Chariot. Chariot was a very, very good book. So, yeah, excellent, excellent choice. That was also my number three, Dave. Cool. Uh, going around the band. It's tea. Tea time. All right. Um, I'll do an honorable mention for uh, Punisher number one. Um, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, Jason yeah. Aaron does a pretty good job with this character. He really knows how to sell, like, yeah, this is a badass motherfucker. And, um, you know, he had a lot of, you know, cool one-liners and uh, – the art was really good. It's um, fantastic. We will but, definitely talk about that. Well, book. then I'll leave it for you. And I we'll talk about it more. had a great fucking time reading that book. All right. Um, I'll also do an honorable mention for uh, X Deaths of Wolverine, um, where Moira has kind of taken over for Mystique in the regard that these people are letting their petty grudges cause fucking apocalyptic level events here. But yeah. Um, but yeah, um, really good artwork. It is kind of cool to art. see all this Wolverine stuff <laughs> finally coming together. Um, Some good fam moments with the Wolverine fam. Indeed. So yeah, um, that was fun. Uh, but my number three is going to be X Lives of Wolverine. Awesome. 
this has consistently been the one I've liked the better of the two. And it was really fun in this issue, seeing all of the different uh, time travel shenanigans keep up with like Wolverine in like a fucking dog fight in world war two and him getting a fucking venom symbiote um, when he's in weapon X and him. And weirdly enough, we are rooting for fricking Sabretooth here to beat the yeah. shit out of Omega red Wolverine here. Yeah. I did not like the null symbiote thing showing up. I, I didn't like the null I stuff either. Null. I, I don't um, like the Venom stuff in general, but I feel like it if you're going to do it, it works well in this context where it's a a quick gag, really, that you run out and then it's done before it overstays its welcome. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole book is about exploring the entire past of Wolverine, and that is yeah. part of the past of Wolverine. Yeah, so. I mean, different writers have come in and done all sorts of ridiculous bullshit with Wolverine's past. And yeah, if that's a tool you have in your toolkit here, if that's a pull you can make, then yeah, it's a, this is a fun way to do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, this, this book is consistently, uh, it's almost like a love letter to just the fucking insanity of Wolverine's past. And the artwork does not hurt a thing either. Yeah. No, it's a great book. Uh, both of them are good. I actually think X deaths is the better one, but I'll, I, I'm because with you, of Moira. Only but, because of Moira. I love I'm, all I'm that with that shit. Well, but uh, if I'm uh, it depends. About... Do, do you like Terminator or do you like uh, Quantum Leap more? That's exactly. Kind of where you... I mean, and they're both great. You know, I want to see how this comes together. You know, we still have two two issues left of the overall event. I want to see how things, you know, bridge together, how things happen, um, and how things fit up at the end. So, good choice. Again, uh, my number three was uh, hit me number one. Uh, but I did like Seven Secrets, number 15, Tom Taylor, uh, Danielle, uh, then Nicola. Boom, they blew the lid off of it. That book's actually ending very soon. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Thor, number 23. Uh, I usually don't pick up Thor, but I wanted to read this to see where Donnie Cates left off with the, uh, the Mjolnir being sentient situation. And this is where they left it, Taylor. Yeah. Did you read this? I skimmed that particular part of it because I wanted to see how they were. You wanted to see like there, me. Yeah. You wanted to see how they ended it. Yeah. So evidently Thor. There's uh, just so many directions. I don't like that. Yeah. This book is taking where it's like fucking Donald Blake is like a fucking sociopathic <laughs> yeah. killer. And Mjolnir is like a fucking supervillain now. And just now uh, Mjolnir <sighs> appears to have been possessed. Well, yeah, apparently now it's Odin. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a thing. Wait, what? It's Odin? Yes, it's Odin. Odin died, and apparently his spirit now resides within Mjolnir. But yeah. the old spirit of Mjolnir is... So is Odin just going to be, like, talking shit? Is now shit a, bad, to, a bad guy. I guess. I don't fucking around. know. So, so yeah. is Odin just going to be, like, talking shit to Thor the whole time? How Thor's using... Imagine that. I guess. Having to fight with your old man all the time. Uh, he throws the hammer and waits for it to come back. The hammer's like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm going to go get you. drunk! Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Uh, X Lives, X Deaths was good. Son of Kal-El was good. I think we'll talk about that. Uh, Little Monsters was good. Jeff Lemire's new book. Uh, all these kids in the apocalypse are vampires. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's just them living. Uh, the first issue, uh, Dustin Nguyen art. You know, so you know it's just going to be fun. It's a beautiful art. Uh, but it really a lot of buildup, and it's really in the early stages. You know, Jeff Lemire's just sort of world building groundwork here world building um but it's moving right along and yeah that first issue was was really solid so uh but again my number three was hit me number one adam cool uh, a couple honorable mentions uh saber tooth number two solid um yeah i really love the first issue of this i thought that was a really great take to 
go with Sabretooth now in this new Krakoa period. Uh, this issue was not as good as the first issue. No. Um, but, you know, still okay. Where the hell did these guys come from? I have no close. idea. I That's mean, my main problem is I have no idea who the hell these guys yeah. are. If you guys remember, I don't even know if y'all are reading it, but like Sabretooth sort of got heaven. You know, Cypher gave him basically a reprieve from the Krakoan death that is, you know, being in the pit. and sort of gave him everything he wanted. And he turned that into his own personal hell. Yeah, he turned that into his own personal hell because what else would Sabretooth do? But then out of nowhere, like five new mutants that I don't even know if I've heard of all of them. Some no. of them I, I heard, but they're getting cast down into the pit. And we're getting, and it does do a good job of showing some of the cracks in Krakoa. We're seeing some of yes. the reasons why these people were sent into the pit. Uh, and some of them are not the greatest reasons, but. Yeah, like Sabretooth got there for killing people. Yeah, you were never worthy of For killing people, right? There are other Krakoan laws. Uh, this say keep this sacred land or whatever. Keep sacred this land. Respect you know? this sacred land. Yes. Uh, make more mutants and uh, kill them. In. So could someone be thrown into the pit for not fucking enough? Is that part of a violation? Well, well one of the it's, characters was thrown into the, one of the characters was thrown into the pit for blowing up a boulder and accidentally. Yeah, he was just like practicing his mutant power and he accidentally blew up a boulder. But a boulder on Krakoa is part of Krakoa. Did he blow up like Krakoa's appendix or something? Yeah, like, like his balls? What the hell? Why is that <laughs> ball knows? boulder so but They important. threw him in there for that. Yeah. Uh, the writer of Sabretooth is Victor Vallali. I think that's it. Vallali. I don't know. You say it like that. But he has written a lot of horror that is like hell horror, Satan horror. You know, and this is definitely going that way. Yes. This is all about that. You know, yeah. He's all about that. It's um, not quite like, uh, you know, Dante. It's not quite like that, but yeah. you can feel it, it. And this book, this book has to end soon. There's no way it can it can go on beyond six issues. I don't think. Oh yeah, no, this will be done five issues. I think it's four or five. Is this a six issue series? I have no idea. I'm, yeah, it's. I'm it, just I, saying, I, there's no way this can be a long one. Yeah, this has got to be short, man. Yeah, this is like X Corp or Way of X. You know, it'll yeah. be it'll be done soon. Um, but my other honorable mention was uh, – I'm sure you guys will talk about this later – is uh, Devil's Reign number five. Yep. Yeah, that's my um, number two. I'll, yeah, me too. Yeah, we'll mention yeah, that. Um, you know, I just haven't been plugged into the whole Daredevil stuff. Um, so while this was great, I love Marco Cicchetto's art. Oh. Um, all the Kingpin stuff specifically was fantastic. It's just when you get to the event of it all, it gets a little busy in some places. I feel um, that. That's fair. I feel that. Yeah, it just it just gets a little busy in some places, and they kind of s- skim over some parts that maybe maybe I needed to read a tie-in or two to get. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. But other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, but my two for n- number three, my three one and three B is X Lives and X Deaths of Wolverine. Cool. cool. Uh, I love both of these books. Um, I like Gomer. I like like I like Deaths more than Lives actually, mostly because. I really dig Terminator. I really dig the whole yeah. chase of it all. Uh, plus the whole Felix. Yeah, the uh, Felix thing. Oh, man. That has been really cool, and Moira has been a real bad bitch in these, but I would argue that this issue had less of both of those things. It did. It did. Uh, I would say Lives was a better issue this week. Agreed, um, but Lives to me is still sort of spinning its wheels. It still feels like the same thing, and yes, that same yeah, thing is to go cool. somewhere. It's revisiting... I, I, logan's past and that is cool but yeah i'm with you man i, I really want it to and it's got to there's only one issue left it better go but, fucking somewhere. but that said though uh ben percy has been holding down the whole x-men line i mean duke has been doing great too but 
man, week after week, these have been fantastic. It's hard to do a book like this. It's hard to do a big dual miniseries event like this. And they're both working together. Yes, they're both happening at basically the same time. And it's shit that he was working on in Wolverine. And it's shit that he was working on in X-Force. And it's shit that he's pulling from the status quo that uh, Hickman created and now is gone. Yeah, I, I think it feels I, I think, like he's uh, really taking a lot of that on his shoulders. And he's carrying it. Well, yeah, because I, I think the, also the other main reason why I like Deaths more is because it's the sequel to Inferno. Yeah. It's what's giving me what happened after that. Yeah. You know, um, it feels like the book that the the big events will actually matter at the end. I, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree, man. I agree. Both great books. Uh, it's weird that they didn't ship one last week. That's just stupid. Come on. Get with it, Marvel. Fucking assholes. They're giving us about two X books every week, so I'm still not complaining. Yeah, there was X Men Legends this week too. Just saying, that doesn't count really. That doesn't count. Yeah, I count it. I buy it. Dave, mm. number two, Little Monsters number one. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Just great artwork. Good, good world building. Um, these kids have been our vampires have been abandoned for a hundred years, but they seem to be holding up pretty good. Although rats, one of them playing games. rats, playing games, capturing the flag, tag, jumping off buildings. It's in the apocalypse. Yeah. So there's nobody around. It's all just a bunch of kids hanging out in the city. But they're waiting for, they've been waiting for the 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 elder to come back. And they don't know who that is at uh, all. Other than he's been featured in a couple of arts. <laughs> we don't know oh, who that he? is. He's been featured in some cover art for like the variant covers of this issue. Oh, and he's cool, in like the cover cool. art for issue two. Oh, cool. Yeah, I hadn't even looked that far. Awesome. And then they, at the end, one of the kids finds like a person. We don't know who the person is. If it's yeah, a, at the end a of vampire it. or a human, probably uh, a human, Poss- quite possibly a human. That's going to be my guess. Uh, but shit, it's Jeff Lemire, it's Dustin Wynn. I mean, it's impossible to go wrong. This is this. this is this awesome. is like you know, uh, this book has pedigree, just yeah. from its creators, for sure, for sure. Excellent choice. That's you, Taylor. Yeah, uh, my number two is apparently the same as yours. It is Devil's Reign number five. It is. Um, This was a good, let's have like a big explosion of shit happening type of week where we have like all the champions showing up and the Avengers showing up and they're duking it out with the Thunderbolts and the Purple Man has finally been like basically unleashed on New York and they're having to fight that huge mob. But the main reason this book was good, like Adam was alluding to, was all this character study stuff with the fucking kingpin. It's good. Um, him like stalking uh, Matt's brother there at the end. That was it's brutal, dude. Yeah, that's brutal shit. They do not pull any punches with him. Just like wrecking this guy who we know is just some normal fucking guy. You know, well, he's kind of a piece of shit, though. I'm Mike sure he is, is a piece yeah. of shit, but like. <laughs> This isn't Daredevil. He does not stand a chance in the fight against the Kingpin, and it and is just a horrifying it. takedown. Yeah, because he he's trying to be a good a friend to Matt. He's trying to yeah. sort of make amends. Just so yeah, we we called it about that whole reveal yeah. about like you know oh um the Kingpin just killed Matt Murdock. We knew that this was yeah. it actually meant in the and- Electra Woman Without Fear issue two. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill the kingpin because Matt Murdock's dead. Yeah, and so here is Matt's latest tragedy. You know, he got his yeah. own brother killed in a way. Yeah. And now he's going to put a lot of people in harm, in harm's way, because of the whole, you know, Electra's going to go after the kingpin. She ain't even going to look for Matt. You know, I'm anxious to see where that goes, how that happens. But 
Uh, I'm anxious to see where everything goes. Uh, yeah. It could be a good Marvel style event, right? There's a slow burn of a lot of stuff. A lot of the dangling plot threads are trimmed like a bit too neatly, maybe, maybe not neatly, maybe just very fast. It's like, okay, that they that skim over like, stuff. It's an, I don't know if it's skim over, but there's a lot of it is left over from Daredevil. Yeah. Right, that people aren't reading, but but it's a Daredevil event. But the main reason to read this is this fucking Chichetto art. This is the best work Marco Chichetto has ever done. And I'll argue till I'm dead. It's awesome, man. It's such good work. It's good shit. It is. I also really like the angle, though, with the Kingpin, where, like, he doesn't even care anymore. You know, yeah, like, he's he been... Have to. He's finally put all the pieces together for his big master plan, but... He doesn't even care about being the mayor anymore. Or all he's left with is his revenge, revenge his yeah. spite, his contempt. And I think that that's a cool way to kind of frame the kingpin. That, like, ultimately, that is always the source of his own downfall. Is as much as he tries to be, like, the chess master, at the end of the day, he's just a big guy who will drop everything petty. to try to break this person over. Yeah, over his petty grudges. Yeah, it's petty. That... Matt took something from him and that's all he cares about. Yeah. You know, I think that's a cool way to write the Kingpin. I think it is too. I 100% agree because I mean, if you want to go even deeper into what you're saying, he didn't really work for his reelection. He's winning in the polls, but only because he was able to brainwash the entire city. And uh, Luke Cage, who's running against him, kind of gets into that, you know, said, man, I don't know how I can win. I'm out here just talking to these people. They hate me. You know, basically, they don't hate him, but he can tell he's not unable to win them over. And it's like, how the fuck am I not win over when the other guy is the kingpin? You know, uh, and I think that reflects real life in a way, you know, real life politics in a way that what's your purple man? You know, what are the politicians using to get over on you where you're not even going to listen to the other guy? You know, because um, that politician, he don't care about you. He don't care about the shit. He cares about his own petty whims. And I don't know if Chip's going there on purpose, but accidentally he's going someplace that I think is a little deeper than just what's on the surface of Devil's Reign. And I'm hoping the last two issues get into that, right? I'm pretty sure there's another issue with this, and then there's that Omega issue. I think so, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that Chip really gets into it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, that was my number two as well. So where are we at? We up to you, Adam? Yeah, we're back to me. Uh, my number two... Uh, was the Joker number thirteen? And you always have Joker on your list. <laughs> well, it's, it's awesome been book. it's no, been damn good. Shit. It's just uh, awesome. not that cover. That's the bad. That, that <laughs> I like that cover. Great. I like the punchline uh, cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the penultimate issue of Tinian's Joker run. Uh, the last book. It. Well, no, he's doing that that Sandman shit now. I guess at at DC now. So never mind. Yeah, but this is this is. This book, this is his penultimate issue. Um, yeah. All the pieces are coming together. Last issue, they did the big reveal. In case anybody here still remembers or cares, the person who is behind the A-Day attack is Bane. He's still alive. Bane! Like, didn't he die in the A-Day attack? Exactly. He, the, everybody thought he died in the A-Day attack, but he didn't. They haven't explained what he did to not die he fell into a lazarus pit but (laughs) everybody thought he died and uh santa what is it santa prisca is that the name of the 
whatever. They yeah. uh, they they initiated a, a a new they created a new Bane, Vengeance, who is Bane's daughter, who has been hunting out trying to get revenge for Bane's death. Okay, and she hasn't known that Bane's been alive, and so he manipulating her too. Yes, so we get oh, to this issue. He is. So this issue, the cannibals, the uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw people, Massacre people, yeah. they they yeah. finally they've captured the Joker, and this is the issue where they're going to eat him. Hey, so is this they're all nice, funny. Yeah, so they're all together, and they're having this big dinner, this big steak dinner, where they're eating poor people, which is horrific and amazing at the same time. Oh wow! Um, and uh. Joker is just sitting in his cage and he's talking shit to the chef the whole time, which is fantastic. Yeah. Doing all of these just petty jokes at him. But yeah. Vengeance comes in and Vengeance just destroys all of these cannibals in this issue. They've been building up Billy, who um, is the Leatherface kind of guy. They've been building him up for this entire run as this yeah. big badass. And they get to this fight and they straight up Django Fett this motherfucker. Vengeance just comes up and one punch knocks his head off with the helmet that it's on, and it just flies in the air and lands in the dirt. And uh, his girlfriend runs over and sad and picks up the helmet with the head still inside Boba of it. Boba Fett style, like you said. Yeah, so they really go in Tango Fett with him. That's rad. Uh, oh boy, but, my brain's in a bowl. <laughs> but yeah, there's just all the cannibal stuff and all the fighting in this was great. Um, but I then in the end, we get the, the big reveal that Bane issue. is still alive. He reveals himself to vengeance. And next issue, we'll get the all the the whole of the who done it, I guess. Uh, for the A Day, how it went down. Yeah. He died. That was like the biggest. And this actually this actually brings up a weird continuity died. thing because I am probably the only person in the world reading Task Force Z, which is actually not a terrible book. Okay. Uh, but Bane has been dead in that book. He's been a zombie. And that book is canon. So I have no idea how they're going to explain any of this shit. Man, Tiny just doesn't care anymore. He'll fucking yeah, like, right. fuck up their continuity they, all they he wants. They gave me Sandman. They ain't going to throw me away. I'm the king of DC now. But, oh, oh, oh they'll never suspect that if I kill myself. Hillbillies are full of fiber. <laughs> all right, I think we're up to number one. Number one. Oh. oh, you wanted you think you can handle uh, the yeah, jokes played out, Dave. Drop the voice. I played out for like doing. 10 years. Uh, this is a total surprise. I didn't think I would like this book as much. Punisher okay. number one, Dude, that's my number one, too. I adored this. Oh man, I was like, I'm not a big Punisher fan, but I picked it up because you know, I figured sure. you guys would talk about it, yeah. and it is just off the wall crazy insane you know with the lore that i know about the punisher i don't ever recall him ever fighting the hand and now he's like a member of the hand not only a member but leading it and it makes sense his whole the whole test to see if he was a worthy exalted hunter or whatever he is brutal oh my gosh and the hand is just catering to him they're giving him bad guys. They're this is one criminals. of those things where, like, it sounds like it could be a gimmick if you don't handle it well. But I think that Jason Aaron did handle it well. I think he, I think he, like, implemented it in such a way that, yeah, this does seem like a good fit for the character. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this more than I expected. It worked for me so well. Okay, it's Jason Aaron, Paul Azaceta, and Jesus Saiz. Okay. 
And everybody is all worried about the Punisher logo and, you know, why was he going to join a ninja clan? Okay. I get the logo thing because we haven't gotten there yet, right? We'll get back to the skull logo. All right. Jason Aaron is not going to leave that, that untouched. Okay. Untouched. We're going to get there. But the way this, it was overly violent, like it's supposed to be. But oh, yes. provides some valid excuses for Frank joining the hand. Okay. They haven't, they've always been about killing and they get into the lore here of the hand, how they've just always been about murder. That's their thing. They kill people. Frank is the best murderer in the world. Okay, I agree. That works, right? The hand is delivering Frank criminals who have escaped justice like it's fucking Uber Eats. Yes. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> he walks up and they're like, hey, we got some, you know, shit bags who got off. Here's today's orders for you, sir. Today's snacks. Who wouldn't? If you're the Punisher, if this is your overall goal to murder people who deserve it, but got off because of our system, fucked up system. Yeah, that works. But, and I think this is the most obvious reason, they gave his old lady back. And they can do that. And they can do that because they're the hand. Yeah, I mean, they have. these are all things that are well-established as part of like the hand's lore. So it doesn't feel cheap here where it's like, what? They brought back his wife? Yeah, they can, in fact, do that. They do that yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. They bring back his kid, I mean, too. Uh, that's going to be a question. I, I would not be surprised if the hand tries to hold that over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I bet that that's like the carrot they're waving in front of his face. <laughs> like, you keep working for us and we'll bring you your kids back as well. Yeah, but I mean, you say that carrot. I don't think he needs a carrot, right? Because this is where I think this book is going to go. Yes, this is great for Frank, right? But he's going to be torn, right? Because he's a bad guy now and his job is to kill the bad guys. So he's going to flip and try to destroy the beast and then have everything taken away from him. I think the it's holding up a mirror to his entire story. Right? <laughs> well, if they're bringing his the family point. back, uh, I would imagine at some point his family will figure out what he's doing. And, and be mad I, about it. That, yeah, they're probably going to turn on him at some point. I mean, there are so many ways this can go. Um, but again, Aaron has not touched the logo yet. You know what I mean? We've got to get back to what being the Punisher is actually about. and retake possession of that logo in some way or shape or form um and i'm anxious to see that happen i'm really stoked so yeah great first issue i love the punisher and i'm glad i'm glad uh i'm glad there's a new punisher book so excellent choice dave thank you excellent choice well there's only one book that taylor could have for number one yeah um it's superman son of kal-el number nine because you know number one also awesome yeah. Uh, wow, we got a lot of consensus. We on did have a lot of consistency. Of, yeah, with us. I mean, it has that awesome Bruno Redondo montage oh. artwork. I mean, especially that's, at the that's opening salvo where he's like jumping off of the dude and like beating up all those guys at the truck. Yes, um, that, yeah, that, that, that here. instantly sets this book above almost everything else. I, that Chichetto art was probably the only other thing that uh, rivaled this this week. And I love the next page after that where, like, he's just, like, you know, looking relaxed as hell while he's plummeting to his death. Oh, that was the best page. Yeah, he looks yeah. super relaxed, plummeting to his death after this guy throws him off the, the cliff. And then I love I love any time he uses his gadgets. Uh, sure. Nightwing uses his gadgets, and they do that little tiny montage, too, like when he uh, got his wings to pop out. Yeah, the yeah. Hawkeye, Hawkeye I, montage. I love, like, yes. you can probably go yes, back the and look, montage. look at all of them, like, you know, 
throughout the issues, he's doing a different gesture every time he does a specific thing. And that's really good attention to detail, you know? Yeah. Like this time, I think he like dropped his pinky down and then yeah. like, that's what makes the wings pop out. Yeah. But um, other than that though, um, you also no, have good, Thomas Punisher was really fun. Thomas. It really was. Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, it also has that other really great quality to Tom Taylor's books here, which is the interactions between the characters. I really enjoy uh, Dick and uh, John here, you know, having like what feels like a genuine connection. I really like the whole mentor talk that he gives him when they're back at the Kent house, yeah. you know, and Tom Taylor's also doing a really good job setting up whoever this bad guy is, is he's such a fucking shit lord and yeah you really do root for him to get his come up in soon yeah uh yeah let, let's finish talking about this and then we'll just i love lois here coming in with the gun to protect yeah kid. i do love that like I she has like the a fucking alien bazooka it's like just sitting around <laughs> ready to go whenever she needs it uh i also like the fake news take sort of here where they're gonna try to manipulate the video to, sh to, to show that superman was the bad guy yeah here. part of him being such a shit bag yeah. Yeah. i love all of that what they're doing yeah great issue great issue um, all right. So we're just going to ignore, this is Leroy that we're, uh, Frank joining Hydra and Secret Empire. This is just the next step. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not even close to the same thing. I don't think it's the next step. Uh, anyway, yeah, great choice for books this week, guys. Uh, Adam, do you have anything else to say about Son of Kal-El? Uh, I mean, no, not really. I mean, Taylor, Taylor's just right. I mean, the best part about this book is the character interactions. It is. Um, Dick and John just have a great chemistry together. Um, and the book is just funny too. I, I yeah. really, I really dig the, the scene where the guy headbutts Superman. Yeah. And then they talk about him for like I love page, the whole yeah. thing where it's like, you know, like, but then again, he was dumb enough to headbutt Superman. So I don't know if he's yeah. going to give us good information, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That dude ends up dying. Y'all. He does. He, he does. ends up like yeah. dying in Superman. Yeah. Arms. Because all of these guys have like fucking bombs, which, in their brain which is and, uh, and, great because yeah. it's able to turn, you know, it, that scene was so happy, but then in an instant, it was able to turn on a dime and become something horrifying that, yeah, it's going to it's going to mean something. for. Yeah. And that's been forward. a real that's been a theme in these books, too, is like yeah. John struggling to be a good person in the face of all this monstrousness. You know, yeah. that's not a good word for that. But like, you know, no, just, you're right. I yeah. think it's really cool because you're right. There is that thread that goes through this entire book. And then there's also a thread that goes through Nightwing, which is quite different. You know, it's it's almost not the opposite thread, but it's so different. But. The genius of this motherfucker, of Tom Taylor, to be able to take both of those threads and intertwine them to tell two stories with two characters in two different books and use these. And it's a continuation, but hold the thread that is Nightwing in Nightwing. Hold the thread that is Superman in the Superman book. You know what I mean? Yeah, like in, and that's a great point. Yeah. That like in both books, like the real struggle is trying to do good against an unjust status quo, you know? Such SJW bullshit. I love it. It is, but it's well-written SJW bullshit. Yes, I love it. Uh, yeah, man, there were so many damn good books this week. Uh, we're going to have new books uh, this week, too. We'll talk about those tomorrow night. Please come back at 7 o'clock. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. You listened this long. Check out all the social media shit we good. Check out our friends over at the Comic Book Bullies. Leroy was just in here. Um, bringing up just he always does that he'll bring up the worst story ever and be like oh what about this terrible story where the same thing happened it's like we don't talk about that terrible story 
We don't talk about Secret Empire. We don't talk about Civil War II. We don't talk about these things. But they will on the Comic Book Willies. Check them out uh, on this channel. Uh, they also have links uh, to YouTube and shit like that. And you can get all those at OutrightGeekery.com. Uh, we got a bunch of links to all kinds of stuff. Social media. All kinds of cool shows. All kinds of fun. Uh, again, thanks for listening, everybody. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always fun. We're going to do it again. Oh, hold on. This is going to be Leroy with a comment. I know it. It happened. Never forget. <laughs> Man, that's what the that's why we drink to forget, Leroy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway, we're going to do it all again next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. So you, this is what the fuck? Is- That's not the tag outline, David. He did the bait. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the bane action. Really. <laughs>